And here it is. What's the story? Edition two. Joe Painter with you. It is my pleasure. This is a whole lot of fun catching up and finding out where people are and what's going on in this community and what is next. So that's the whole concept of what's the story here on the peoplechronicles.com. Thank you, Tony Reese, for making this platform available. Um, and if you haven't been here and you're here now, nose around the whole site and you'll like what you see. So I get to thinking, what's the story? And the last time I was with Chris Folk, well, at least publicly, it was at Mary's Home. Chris Folk, you are the executive director of Mary's Home and Mary's Shelter. Always, always a delight to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. This is going to be wonderful. It is. You know, I remember coming to Mary's Home, and it was back in February, and we were going to do a broadcast, and yep. we were hoping to raise some money. And I remember when I called you, you said, oh, we have this capital campaign. And for a variety of reasons, mostly, you know, government red tape and holding things up, it was stalled for a while. Yes. So you were grateful that we could put this back out in the public. And in two hours, Berks County, this community, raised about $20,000. dollars $20, $20, $20, $20, Plus a generator generator was donated yeah. and the electrical work to get it hooked up for us at the home. And so. all the, there were stacks of things for babies and mommies yes, at the door. Yes, uh, absolutely wonderful. Wonderful turnout, wonderful response, much more than we had anticipated. Um, and I will be honest, you gave me about one week's notice to pull all this <laughs> together. And I absolutely thought we've got to be crazy. Half my staff said to me, you have to be crazy. I can't believe you're going to do this. And it was just wonderful. You actually showed up, I don't know if you remember, about an hour early saying, we need things to talk about because, you know, nobody shows up in the afternoon for Well, a lot of times, you know, people are busy. And and I think we counted it was more than 75 people actually showed up at the building in addition to all of those individuals who called in and made a pledge and made a donation. So there's a reason for that, Chris. And, And the reason is Mary's home and Mary's shelter and the mission that happens there and I know this is near and dear to your heart you have the the greatest passion it exudes from you and you motivate others to join this project in a nutshell and that's hard to do what is for anybody who doesn't know what is Mary's home Mary's shelter all about we are a maternity home so we take in young girls who are pregnant and have no place to live and what we do with them while they're in our program is help them to get an education help them to find housing, learn how to be a good mother. And in in a nutshell, that is probably it. These young women are like little sponges. They want to learn. They want to be good mothers. They -hmm. want to be able to maintain their own household. They want to be able to take care of their children and their family. And they are so grateful, so grateful for everything that we provide to them. Right now, we actually have three locations, and all three of our locations are full. Three. Yes. Help me out. We have the uh, original shelter, which is located on South 12th Street, Mm -hmm. and that is the building that we're looking to relocate to a larger facility. We have Mary's Home, which is on Upland Avenue near Alvernia, and that's our transitional housing program. And two years ago, we opened our third site up in Bethlehem. And we have a maternity home up in Bethlehem. For goodness sakes, I wasn't aware of that. I I always thought, you know, the 12th Street and Upland Avenue. So... There's a need then. There is definitely a need. And our clients definitely want to learn. It is a working program. It's all voluntary. And they know coming into the program that they're going to work hard. They're going to have a lot of appointments, a lot of classes, a lot of education, life skills training. Just learning how to cook and clean is every day. 
this is seven days a week part of our program and um, it's hard work they know that and uh, they embrace it you can ask almost anybody who's the hardest working person you know and and uh, one of the first names that come to mind is mom yes <laughs> and and that'll come to mind as you get older not necessarily when you're young you go, oh wow mom did all of that so you are teaching these young women who for any number of reasons um do not have a network of support and perhaps not a, a network of, uh, of yes, you can do this, rather choose another alternative than carry the baby. And maybe, maybe there's not a family structure. So those of us who've had a family structure in one form or another, they come in many sizes um, and have that role model. It helps because you watch and you imitate. And you struck me when you said these girls are sponges. You're giving right. them the family structure. We often call it mothering the mother. Oh, okay. And mentoring the mother. I don't know how many times I've been holding a baby, feeding a bottle, answering the front door and got the phone on the other ear. And they look at me and say, how did you do that? And I said, well, mothers learn to multitask. That's going to become your middle And so they're watching you name. and you'll do it. They'll all do of it. our staff members, all of our volunteers, um, they watch us constantly to see how we handle things. Uh, how do we handle the baby? How do we handle the phone ringing at the same time? Are you, are you allowed to run the sweeper while the baby's asleep? It's really kind of some of those basic questions that we would have all asked our mothers. Mm-hmm. And they simply mm-hmm. don't have that resource. So we become their family. Actually, so some of our volunteers are some of their, our best role models because they're, they're just amazed that a stranger is just willing to give of their time to help them. For a, It's a brief period of time. The average stay in one of our shelters is about six months. And that's a short. Is that in the transitional home as well? Well, the transitional home is up to two years. Okay, and that's where they're actually working on some type of a certificate, or degree, or higher education. We actually have eighteen college graduates now, and that is so that they can then leave Mary's home and take care of themselves and their baby. You're teaching self sufficiency. Correct, and they're completely independent in the community. They're not receiving any benefits. They're actually um, working, productive members of our community, and giving back giving back to the community, which is absolutely awesome. Well, this community gave because they believe in that cause. So now I want to know, what's the story? That was in February. Uh, I'm good at this, March, April, May, June, July, five months later. Uh, what's going on? I know you want to move 12th Street. You need to relocate. Where are you going? Yes. About seven years ago, we started the process to acquire the old Naval Marine Reserve Center on Kenhurst Boulevard. And the BRAC process took about seven years to complete. And while the process was going on, there was a lot of information about Mary's Shelter in the paper, a lot of public hearings. I believe we went to five or six of them. And then all of a sudden, nothing, because the military had to finish their portion of the paperwork, which actually took a year and a half. And that's where, you know, like you said, there what's the lull. story? Where yeah. are we now? And kind of the energy and enthusiasm stalled. And thanks to you, in February, we kind of got started again. At this point, we have actually started some of the interior uh, remediation and selective demolition. And this is on Kenhurst Boulevard now? On Kenhurst Boulevard. So the dirt's moving, trucks are coming, things are happening. Well, actually, it's actually an interior renovation. If you watch some of those shows, The Greatest Home Makeover, that's more or less what we're doing inside of this building. It's a huge facility. Yes, it's about four times the size of where we currently are. But because it was owned by two branches of the military, it's designed for growth in phases. And that's exactly what we plan to do. And believe me, we had seven years to work on this plan. (laughs) So we are actually, Mary's Shelter has actually expanded every five years for the last 15 years. 
And what we had said to the board of directors when this opportunity became available was, if we move into this building, which is larger than what we need now, what we can do is expand the program at our pace under our own roof. So we're over on Kenhorse Boulevard, and you were mentioning, Chris, that you have five offices, which is huge, and a computer lab and another classroom. Correct. Well, how will you use those Well, we have over 600 families from the community who come to us for services. So these are young women or even single dads or young families. So these are young families who are able to live in the community, but they just need a little bit of help and support throughout the pregnancy. And that's what we do for them. We provide all of the same um, pregnancy education support, material needs that the young women would get in our building but they're able to maintain their own apartments. Does this cost them money? There's no fee for any of the services that we provide in our building. And most of the supplies that we give out to the community are donations that have come in from the community. So we're simply like a recycle center for uh, supplies, but we're also become a support center for these families as well. And our goal is always to keep them in their own home and to prevent homelessness. Preventing homelessness makes a whole lot of sense when I look at your your logo, your motto, or your mantra as you move forward. Hope has a new home. We all want hope. We all believe in hope. We won't let go of hope. And maybe that's why you have such a strong army of volunteers and, and donations coming in. But now you need even more so that these renovations can be completed. Yes, that is true. What we would actually like to do is renovate the entire first floor. Even though phase one of our operation will only use the, the left side of the building, we'd like to renovate the entire first floor knowing that at this time of year we are at capacity. Um, what, we, what we're looking for is $1.6 million to do the entire first floor renovation where we will have two kitchens, two living rooms, two bedrooms, and two kind of pods of the 10 and 12 bedrooms. And then that community center that each of those uh, units will, will use. We like to keep it to 10 so that the girls can maintain that family setting that is integral to our program. Mm-hmm. We never want them to feel like they're in an institution. This is their home, and they need to, they need it to feel like a home. And that's why we like those those smaller, what seems like smaller numbers, but right now we have 26 people in our one building. So it's, it's an exciting project. So we have $400,000 already toward our campaign, which is absolutely thrilling. And on September 18th, which is our uh, 19th anniversary uh, banquet, where we always celebrate the young women in our program. We are going to make the announcement, kind of kick off our campaign. We would love to have as many people there as possible. Okay, where and when? It's here at the Crown Plaza on September 18th. Uh, It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday, yes it is. And the neat part about all of our events is that the young women are always invited. So anybody who comes to the event, not only will they hear from one of our graduates, somebody usually speaks at the event, but all of the mothers who are even currently in our program attend with their children. And they just love seeing all of the supporters in the room. I I don't know how many times these young women have said to me, are all these people here for us? Yeah. Like, do they really believe in us? So it's it's kind of neat. They're a little bit shy in the the beginning, but don't hesitate if you're... um, want to hold one of the kids or talk to one of the kids or you know talk to one of the young mothers we would love to have people here to talk to us um, we do accept uh, donations at this point for the okay campaign. how do I donate where uh, through a website through our we website What's yes that? through our website it's simply our name Mary's shelter 
dot dot org mary shelter dot org two s's in the middle and um, we also have a facebook page and it's actually our facebook page is called mary's shelter one million friends and the reason we no, just that, right now you're listening right i know you're listening to this right now because you wouldn't be hearing me if you weren't so just click over another window open up facebook and go ahead and like them yes what we're hoping and we always call it mary's shelter one million friends so if we had one million friends who just donated one dollar each year we would not only be able to make our current operating budget but that would allow us to expand into these next two phases at a much more rapid pace so we're looking for friends, friends of Mary Shelter. We're looking for friends to come to our banquet, to our event. Um, get to know us, become a part of what we do. And like you said, Joe, you just get kind of, you get tied into the organization. It's just you guys are contagious. such a good feeling. So get to know us, one million friends. Uh, you will like the people you meet. And it is exclusive, I, I shouldn't say exclusive, but unique to Berks County. You opened a facility in Bethlehem, but I, I recall the story of one young woman who, I want to say she was from York, I could be wrong, um, and was really lost, didn't know what to do. Didn't she run into an alumni from Mary Shelter on a bus who said, go yes. here, they'll help you, is it? Yes, that's always our best, um, it makes me the proudest, our best referral is when it comes from one of the young ladies mm-hmm. who's graduated from our program. And yes, there was a, one of our graduates was actually riding on a bus and she found a young lady sitting there crying and she asked her what was happening. And as she's sitting there with her baby, the other young lady started to tell her that she was pregnant. She had no place to go and no family support. And our resident grabbed her hand and with a pen, wrote our phone number on her hand. And she made her way to you. Yes. She said, call them and they'll be there for you. The work you do is is invaluable, and I thank you, Chris Folk, for doing that, for being the leader, because you are a lightning rod, and people do want to just join in. Well, so don't you. forget the date. Hope has a new home. We need to help finish that home. It does need to be renovated. And um, thank you for all that you've donated so far, and let's keep it coming. So go to Facebook and like them. The date is September 18th. The banquet is right here at the Crown Plaza, and that is the home of the People Chronicles.com. And that is the story. Thank you, Chris. Thank you.